Disclaimer, the views and opinions and content expressed on this podcast is informational only, not a substitute for seeking a medical professional for your medical care and treatment. that uh, this condition will happen, chronic kidney disease or chronic kidney injury uh, occurs over uh, months and even years where there's uh, problems with the kidney filtering or not being able to remove waste products and excess fluid from the bloodstream. Uh, When this is ongoing and it's been long term, we look and see what could be the underlying problems? Uh, a lot of the causes of chronic kidney disease or chronic kidney injury uh, are diabetes and high blood pressure. Um, in, in early stages of CKD, there are no symptoms, which is chronic kidney disease. However, as the disease progresses to complete kidney failure or end-stage renal disease, that's when you start really seeing symptoms. Um, the kidney over time have worsened to the point that dialysis or kidney transplantation is required to maintain good health and even life, which is typically when the kidney function is approximately 10% or less of the normal kidney function. So the main goal of treatment is to prevent progression of chronic kidney disease to to complete kidney failure. So the the goal is, is to prevent progression of the damage to the kidney, okay? Um, So the best way to do this is, once again, we want to find out what could have been causing it. And once again, we know that uh, two of the main culprits are diabetes not being controlled, high blood pressure not being controlled. So um, let me just, (coughs) I've already talked about the purpose and the function of the kidneys. (coughs) And um, just uh, to reiterate, the function of the kidneys is to remove waste and excess water from the from the blood. Uh, the waste and fluids are, are combined to form urine, and uh, many vital body functions are dependent upon the proper functioning of the kidneys. The kidneys also control the amount of sodium, potassium, phosphorus, calcium, and other chemicals in the body. So in order for this filtering process to occur properly, we have to have... Uh, blood pressure and blood flow to the kidneys, they have to be adequate. But if the arteries leading to the kidneys are diseased, the filtering process will be affected. So filtering of the blood is done in the kidneys by structures called nephrons. Um, I really, I'm not going to get into the whole um, uh, pathology about the structure of the kidneys, but just to know that there are uh, structures within the kidney itself that's very, very vital to the health of the kidney. And when these structures are affected, the nephrons, the tubulars, the glomeruli, all of these little things that sits within inside of the, the kidney, when there's a problem, there's, gonna, uh, there's a problem with these structures, there's going to be a problem, okay? So um, <clears throat> we want to be able to reduce uh, uh, a, a, or to make sure that d- the diseases that's, you know, that's not being controlled, we want to make sure that they're not reducing uh, 
the function of these nephrons, which is important to the function of the kidney uh, and the health of the kidney. So at the, in, in a nutshell, we want to make sure that your diabetes and your high blood pressures are being controlled. So um, once again, uh, the, those two uh, conditions are very uh, high risk factors. However, you may have a family history of kidney disease that puts you at risk. You might be uh, African-American and other ethnic minority groups are considered high risk for chronic kidney disease, obesity, smoking, older age, having protein in your urine, and um, autoimmune diseases such as lupus. Um, so with some of the complications, uh, just as we, we talked about with um, acute kidney injury, once um, chronic kidney disease has ensued, um, you may start having worsening symptoms, worsening swelling of your feet, ankles, or legs. Uh, definitely loss of appetite. Um, you may even develop um, uh, uh, nausea, vomiting, confusion, difficulty thinking. Um, once again, uh, your levels, uh, you might have a high level of potassium in your, uh, in your bloodstream or even in your urine. You might have blood in the urine. You may become anemic. Uh, even bone disease, all of these are seen uh, with the progression of the kidneys uh, becoming worse, okay? Also, um, there's a condition called uremia, and we see these with people with advanced kidney failure uh, where they develop a group of symptoms referred to as uremia. All of this is basically we see that people are complaining of loss of appetite, they're nauseous, they're vomiting, they may have a buildup of fluid around the heart, they may even have nerve problems and changes in their uh, mental status where they're confused. Uh, they may have drowsiness, seizures, or coma. All of these are toxins being uh, built up in your bloodstream because the kidneys aren't um, filtering as they should. So um, tests to diagnose uh, chronic kidney disease. Just like we do um, basic tests, blood tests, urine tests, the kidney function test that we look for, we look at what's called a glomerular fil filtration rate, um, and we measure, this is a measurement to give us a picture of how, how good or how, how bad the kidney function is, is happening, okay? So it's, it shows us uh, how well or how impaired the kidneys are. Um, also, we can do a 24-hour urine collection, uh, which is a sample of urine that we uh, look at over uh, 24 hours and see how much uh, concentration of uh, creatinine uh, and urea is in that sample. And this also tells us, basically, if your kidney function is declining. Um, with a reduction in GFR, which is the glomerular filtration rate, it implies either worsening of the underlying kidney disease or development of another occasionally reversible kidney problem. It can also, an increase in um, the GFR, on the other hand, indicates improvement in kidney function. And a stable GFR in people with chronic kidney disease implies stable disease. 
So with the urine test, uh, again, we look for when we do get a sample of urine, we look for albumin uh, or protein in the urine. Uh, and this is a marker of kidney disease. Small amounts of um, protein in the urine may be early signs of chronic kidney disease, so we got to watch this. And that's why it's very important that diabetes and blood pressure are being managed very well. Uh, we also can do imaging studies, like I said before, ultrasounds, CAT scans to look and see if there's any obstructions, blockages of the urinary tract. We're looking for kidney stones or any other uh, abnormalities like large cysts, um, which we can see uh, in genetic diseases called polycystic kidney disease. Um, and lastly, we can do a kidney biopsy, which is a small piece of kidney tissue, and it's removed and examined under a microscope, and it will tell us also uh, about the uh, extent of damage of the kidneys. So how do we treat uh, chronic kidney disease? Once again, we treat the underlying condition. Um, some of the causes are reversible, especially if your kidneys are being damaged because of um, let's say medication use. Um, if they, a lot of patients may have uh, used medications like non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs for uh, a period of time if they've been complaining of, uh, say for instance, low back pain or chronic pain, they'll use these type of drugs. But um, we know as healthcare professionals, you can't use these drugs uh, two, three, four years uh, you know, and don't expect problems with your kidneys. So uh, those type of medications need to be very, uh, uh, I'm sorry, monitored very well by the pro a provider to make sure that it's not damaging your kidneys. So if medication is the culprit, we do something about it, you know, and hopefully it will reverse the kidney function where uh, it, your kidneys will start working uh, the way it should. If it's hypertension, we need to control your blood pressure because 80 to 85% of people with CKD have um, blood pressure out of control. So maintaining good blood pressure control is the most important goal for trying to slow down the progression. Uh, we also give a medication, uh, a, a, uh, a group of medications uh, called ACEs and ARBs. These are... Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm saying ACEs because it's a, I'm using a short acronym, but it's, it's it basically stands for angiotensive co converting enzymes. These are um, medications um, that we use to help slow down the progression of kidney disease. The ARBs are angioretensive receptor blockers, and this group of uh, blood pressure medicines they reduce blood pressure and levels of protein in the urine, and it's thought to slow down the progression of CKD to a greater extent than some of the other medicines used to treat high blood pressure. So oftentimes we'll give patients uh, from the ACEs, we'll give them lisinopril, minoxidil, um, uh, and from the ARBs, we have medications like candesartan, valsartan. Those are um, medications that are frequently used to help with uh, the protein uh, loss. Um, sometimes we could give uh, water pills, which are called diuretics, like Lasix, and this is added to your uh, list of blood pressure medications to help control the blood pressure and thereby helping the kidney. 
Um, also, if you are anemic, because most people with CKD are at risk for anemia, this occurs because improperly functioning kidneys produce reduced amounts of a substance called erythropoietin. Um, and this particular hormone that we uh, get from a functioning bone marrow uh, is impeded once there's kidneys problems with your kidneys. So um, anemia is often seen in patients who have uh, chronic kidney disease, and uh, we will a lot of times uh, have to give them iron supplements. Or if the anemia is really bad, we will have to do a blood transfusion, or we can give that epigen, uh, a, a subcutaneous injection of uh, synthesized uh, type of uh, uh, erythropoietin that, that will actually help stimulate red blood cell production. So uh, these are the kind of medications that we give in this situation if it's anemia. Dietary changes, we actually will talk about reducing salt from your diet to help control your blood pressure. We talk about restricting the amount of proteins in your diet also to help cut down on um, the progression of uh, chronic kidney disease. We ask you to limit the amount of uh, potassium that you take. Uh, from eating certain type of foods. Some of the, we can give medications as well for high potassium because we notice that, especially with our patients who have um, chronic kidney disease that's advanced to end-stage renal disease, and they have to go on a machine to help get rid of the bad toxins because their, their kidneys don't filter at all. We notice that a lot of those patients struggle with uh, having normal potassium levels. A lot of times the potassium levels are high, so we have to give medications that's going to help bring down that potassium. We can give uh, diuretics. It will help uh, reduce the amount of excess potassium. We also can give um, medications that actually bind to the potassium to help it uh, excrete out the body um, with bowel movements. We give uh, a medication called K-exalate. If you're in the hospital, that's what we would give you. Also, we look to lower phosphate, and phosphate is a mineral that helps to keep the bones healthy. So early in the course of CKD, the body begins to retain phosphate. As the, the disease progresses, high blood pho phosphate levels can develop. This is usually treated with medications that prevent phosph uh, phosphate, uh, which is found in foods from being absorbed in the digestive check tract. So we restrict uh, phosphate levels. Um, and we do, uh, a lot of times we'll have a nutritionist see you um, or that person is being followed by a nephrologist uh, because once you have chronic kidney disease, those are patients who should be followed by a specialist. So the nephrologist will definitely talk about the medications they'll treat him with and also the, the dietary restrictions that's involved. We also uh, look at your cholesterol and your triglyceride levels to help with uh, controlling your kidney disease uh, because we know high triglyceride levels are associated with increased risk of uh, coronary artery disease, and that's when you have this plaque uh, blocking up the blood vessel, and you can, it can lead to heart attacks and at, the end, at the end of the day. Um, sexual function is also a problem with patients who have chronic kidney disease because they have difficulties uh, with sexual function and infertility. 
Uh, over 50% of men with um, end-stage kidney disease have difficulties with erection and decreased sex drive, where women often have disturbances in their menstrual menstrual cycles and fertility. Um, usually, they don't have menstru- they don't menstruate at all once they have um, uh, chronic kidney disease or even end-stage renal disease. So those are things that, you know, uh, those are conditions where you can have medications being prescribed by a provider, but at the end of the day, uh, the underlying problems with the kidneys have to be addressed uh, so that you can have some better functioning and uh, hopefully some of these uh, uh, desires with, uh, we can cut back on some of the medication that will cause uh, the the person to have a low uh, uh, erections and decreased sex drives, uh, we would have to change up some of the medications that you would have to take for your blood pressure because a lot of the, the medications like the diuretics um, can cause, they can interfere with men with uh, erections. So that's some of the stuff that we have to look at. Uh, the providers, the, the specialists, and, uh, and it's a, you know, a joint effort to try to make uh, your quality of quality of life better uh, with women um, who uh, are still at childbearing age there's a risk uh, to your pregnancy um, when you have uh, worsening kidney function so we definitely have to factor all of that in if you're at childbearing age and talk to you know the woman about you know uh, goals about how we can make sure she has a health and safety pregnancy so uh that's it for this uh, session that I'm going to talk about today as far as acute and chronic uh, kidney injury and even uh, chronic kidney disease. Uh, Hopefully, um, this information has been helpful. And in my next topics, I will be in the next podcast, I will be talking about uh, what happens when the kidneys stop functioning altogether. Um, and some of the things that we see prior to this happening. So um, you have a great day, and thank you for joining in again. Take care. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this content, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Help Me Holiday on our social media platforms, or email me with questions at helpmeholiday at gmail.com.